welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. My goodness, you're quiet today. I'm going to walk back on again because that was absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to have to get a defibrillator in this church, right? And now we're introducing Ron. There we go. There we go. What an awesome team. Pastor Karen and the eldership. Sorry, I'm just cleaning the floor because David dropped his cracker on it. Bless you. Um, Pastor Karen and the eldership will say, we, we need your encouragement and we need your strength. And the word says to be ready in season and out of season. So uh, I'm the only person I know, which is my fault, that if I go on holiday for a week and leave my phone at home, when I come back, there's no texts, no calls. <laughs> which is my fault. Because to, to have friends, you've got to be a friend. Um, so this is a very quick word today. Um, but I'm just going to encourage you. Take this as an encouragement, folks. Um, there's nowhere to hide in this church. Because the text was from Pastor Conan asking if I would share the word today. And I lingered. And I lingered and I lingered. And just before I passed out, um, Carol then phoned, she should really go and date now. Why haven't you replied yet? Why haven't you replied yet? And um, everybody likes my wee analogies. And God's good, and we all minister in different ways. David, and it's awesome, church, if you listen to my heart. Moses had an issue with the, chil- with the children of Israel. And his issue was he just didn't know there's so many of them. And then his father-in-law, Jethro, came to see him. And he said, break them into 12 tribes. He delegated. And the eldership, and I'm not saying this, we have to give credit where credit's due. When I got the text, um, first of all, I found out there was communion, which I didn't know. Um, but my steward team are awesome. Give them a wee encouragement, church. They really are awesome team. Um, and we'll be coming to ask a few of you soon. If you think I'm standing at that door, just to give you a slight insight, and I haven't lost my train of thought, um, I'm actually holding the door. You think we all look good and we just serve the tea and coffee, but it's much more than that. That includes Nora and Mary and Sharon and Selena and all the ladies that do the tea and coffee. When the kids are up the stairs worshiping God, the, the, the ceiling outside and the door bang and bang and bang. So I'm actually standing there looking like a million dollars with my hand on the actual door so that the door doesn't disturb who's teaching here. But Pastor Karen and the eldership are using this body. Pastor John used to talk about synergy. And it just really blessed my heart in a text when you seen, I'm already in the crosshairs because asking to share a brief word. David was being, uh, had been asked and did a brilliant communion. And Stephen did the offering. Do you see how the Holy Spirit is actually using the body of Christ? And it's just awesome just to see. And if you will be, and let me tell you, you will be asked. You will be asked. So the first thing we do is we go into your sales. We have a Gideon idea and go, I'm the weakest in my tribe. I'm on the threshing floor. But 
God saying to you, and this is a word for whoever needs it here, the back of the bus, everybody hides at the back. Pastor used to say, get up at the front. Um, there's people here today who are basically tormented in their wee mind. And they maybe have that heartbeat or that mindset of Gideon when the angel of the Lord came and just sat down beside the tree and talked to him. Who am I? I'm the weakest of the weakest. But you know what he was? He was obedient and he was faithful. And I get the privilege of greeting you in the morning. I told you this before, 99.9% of success is turning up. And you've all turned up today. And you've blessed God. And you bless this eldership. And you bless me. And do not let anything condemn you. The word of God to use today, and anyone, take it all. God says, I see you. You're not insignificant. God has never made anything that is junk. That is condemnation in your mind from the enemy. And uh, we're going to just deal with that in a wee second here. But before we do anything, let's not get into um, habit church. Let's understand what we're saying when we make our declaration. Because we can so easy just get into form. Um, I'm going to sort of ask you to step out here. Why don't we start sitting on a different seat? Just look at that dynamic. Wow, we're really stretching ourselves here. You know, we have to be careful or we can just get into that rut and get into that rut and get into that rut. You know what I mean? Maybe we should start just changing our where we sit and just change that wee tiny, 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 tiny thing in our lives. So with a declaration, we are, we are de- declaring what it is. Have you still got your, your Bibles with you? Let's make this declaration, but let's make this declaration for ourselves, where we... So many pockets in this jacket. Let's stand to your feet, church. Well, let's make this declaration. Are you ready? Make it, uh, make it personal to you. Primed, ready to go? I have to believe it in faith. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I have. And now, as I'm about to receive the, the incorruptible, ever-living, never-dying seed of the Word of God, my mind is alert, my heart is open, and as a result, I shall never, ever be the same again. Please be seated, folks. Thank you so much. Even that can be sort of like a habit. But this can change our lives. It can totally change your lives. Um, Today I'm just going to minister on the thought life, very, very briefly.
Um, do you understand that we have to make God's word ours as an individual? We have a responsibility to ourselves to actually own that word so that it's a part of us. It's a part of our nature. The word says, you know, that when we were saved, we were completely recreated into a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Stephen did this offering today. And when that word becomes part of Stephen's life, what is the fruit of that word? Stephen will know no lack. David shared in communion today. And because that's part of David's life, David knows with that blood that he is totally redeemed before God. Totally redeemed. He is the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because he has taken that bread which symbolizes Christ's body, David walks in divine health all the days of his life. The way that you know that we receive off God is by faith. The tennis ball analogy, which have never been used, by the way. We receive by God through faith. We do not listen to what our bodies are telling us. We're not denying that there's pain. We're not denying that there's something there. But because we have made that word ours, we know that we have all authority over what comes against us. So the analogy could be, how do you receive? It's just an analogy. There's Lindsay. Lindsay just received. Do you understand what I'm trying to communicate here? We can go through communion. David does it. Stephen did it superb. But we can get so much into a habit that we just go through the form and we don't understand what's happening here. When the church apparently, I was reading this the other day, when the church apparently first started, they didn't have healing lines. They called for the elders of the church. They knew that the bread was Christ's body broken for them. They knew that when they took that blood, that that blood signified their, the redemption of every sin they had ever committed and that they were right before God Almighty. So there was no guilt and condemnation in their lives. And when you read and go into that, it's interesting that they were healed and if they had committed any sin, it was forgiven them. So they took that word and made it their own. You have the ability of God the Holy Spirit when you take communion to be completely healed, whole and set free if you just take it by faith. And do you know what faith is? Trust. That's all it is. Trust in what God said. And there's Chris down the back. And he caught that ball. Received. Received. 
received, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You've got this. Things will come against us. Gary's going to be fine. As God Almighty, Gary is going to be 100%. God sees you, Glynis. God sees you, sweetheart. Is that me or is that God? God in me. God's in you. Nurse Stephen there. I know you just level want my tennis balls back. It may be a simple analogy, but we've got to get through this here. We understand in our minds here that as easy as Lindsay and as Stephen and as Chris caught the ball, we receive by faith of God. And on the outside, things might not have changed, but we're not on our own here. We have God's word. We have his word, his final declaration on this thing that's maybe raising itself against your life. But the key thing here, and it wasn't a mistake, that one of the, they're all key, one of the key items in the armor of God is the helmet of salvation. And what we're going to briefly share on here today is take no thought. Take no thought. The one part of our, our being, when we were saved, when we believed the word, received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and confessed him as our Lord and Savior out of our mouths, we became the very righteous of God, but we had to speak it out. Take no thought. Jesus said this in, first, in Philippians 4, 6 and 8. Take, I work with you folks, sorry, it's just not me talking here. Take no thought saying. How does a thought become yours? How does a thought become, just said it there now. A thought comes into your mind. How does you, how do you make that? Jesus said it. You speak it out. You believe it and you speak it out. So Jesus was talking here, and it was basically about don't take no thought saying about what you'll eat, what you'll wear. Anxious. Look at that there. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. What have you to be anxious about? Not a thing. But in every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. Philippians 6, 3, the Amplified. I don't want to go into that just yet. Just thank you, Ryan. Just leave that there. Be anxious for absolutely not a thing. Don't be worried. Don't be concerned. Don't wring your hands. It's a Pastor John statement. Don't wring your hands. Don't focus on this thing. But you hear what it said there? But by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, how do you receive of God? You receive by God by faith. Then you have a thankful heart because you believe you received. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God cannot lie. We know that it's will. We know that it's his word in that specific situation. But look at this here. Sorry, Ryan, go on to the next one. 
and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. There is a guard over your hearts and over your minds that stops you fretting, stops you hyperventilating, stops you getting worried, stops you getting concerned, stops you actually being sick. It can affect you so much. And 99.9 of the times, the thing you're concerned about hasn't even really happened. It's, it's all in our thought life. A situation that is no, you haven't planned, you haven't done, just presents itself. And in your imagination, if it isn't marinated in God's word, will picture this whole scenario playing out in your mind. And then we believe it. We start acting that way. And then we open up the door for things to come. But look at that, folks. The peace of God, which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends understanding, will stand and guard your heart. Now, there could be situations and circumstances the day you're going through. But God has promised you today in his word. Prayer is talking to Father. And it's not just throwing up the old thing, I need this and I need that. It's a relationship. We should probably be listening when we're talking. He's your dad. He's your God. He's your king. He is that ever-present help in time of trouble. And he is there for you. But if we don't take authority over our thoughts and don't measure what comes into our mind, then it gives a, a doorway for the enemy to come in and play havoc with it, isn't that way? Um, I didn't know if I wanted to put this in, but I will put it in anyway. The symptoms of anxiety. Feeling nervous, restless, or tense. Having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom. Having increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, hyperventilation, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired, trouble concentrating, or thinking ab about anything other than the present. Worry, having trouble sleeping. Now, I'm not saying we ignore these things, but what I'm saying is that we have the Holy Spirit, we have his word, and we have God's promise and his peace that we can tackle this thing. When I was um, <laughs> uh, the last couple of days delivering the mail, and this is absolutely no exaggeration, there's a guy in my run, and I'm convinced he has a wolf as a dog. <laughs> I use her laugh. I should have took a picture of this thing, because I'm not joking you, it is not a dog. It literally, I see that it is a wolf, and it's the most beautiful blue eyes. And as I go down one side of the street, and then you come up the other angle, this is going to be fun. And the dog doesn't move, but when it sees you, it comes up to you, and it just has, it's a lovely dog. But this thing is massive, absolutely massive. And you're always in the back of your mind because the way we're taught, you know, just be careful, blah, 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 dogs and stuff like that there, and you just don't know. People just really don't understand their animals. Um, it's funny, it's never ripped the throat out of the postman before as you're lying there bleeding onto the pavement. But um, all I'm saying is, is that think of it like this, it's the Holy Spirit, but it guards your heart. God's word guards your heart. But if you don't have that word in your heart, 
You've nothing to fall back on. And it's not a case about knowing it here. It's a case about knowing it here. It's here. It's part of our character. It's part of us. So that when we walk in our everyday lives, things will come against us, but we will know, no. No. I met Stephen the other day. I was outside emptying the box. And God's so good. I have, you are all too young. I have, the knee, I have the knees of Steve Austin, the $6 million man. If anybody is too young to remember that, let me know. Obviously with my job and stuff like that and carrying. For a while you had knee pain. I had knee pain, it's obviously with the job and walking those wild. And at times it was this and anyway, it didn't matter. But I took God's word. I spoke God's word. People thought we should maybe lock the postman up because he's beating his knees outside in the front garden. That's before I talk to the rain. Right? What, is this silly? Or are we just peculiar? The Bible says we're peculiar. See now, and the Holy Spirit will always remind you and bring you back. The other day, I came home and realized I have really strong knees. And even when you got home and you sat down for a while, there was a bit, and I went, no, that's not what the word said. I took authority. And God, I know he has. God has totally regenerated my knees. So if you need a wee word spoken of you about knees, come and see me after the service. But do you understand what we're saying here about your thought life? That's why the hem is salvation. Salvation. Read up. Look what it says. So, so we're complete in Christ. Pastor did a brilliant analogy years ago. Did you ever watch the old movies about when you have the fortress? And Barry would remember this one. If you want to know why, ask Barry. Um, and the appending army could not penetrate that fortress. Your mind, if you have that word as part of your character, is that fortress. And what did they fire? They fired the flaming arrows up over the wall into the fortress so that the fire was inside. And what does our shield of faith do? Quenches the fiery darts of the wicked one. And if you have that helmet of salvation, you'll know when you measure that word that is part of you, not knowing it here, but living it here. As soon as something comes up and you automatically know that that is not God's word, that is not your character, that is not your identity, the first thing that'll come out of your mouth is what God has said. And it won't be a wee quick, ah, by his stripes I am healed. You will basically burn him down and you will be going, get out of here. You have no authority in my life. That is walking as a child of the Most High God. Walking as a soldier in his army. Taking authority over anything that wants to stop you moving out and taking his kingdom. Romans 6.16 What you give yourself to, it's paraphrased here. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves do you obey, that you are the ones... That you, that you are the one slaves whom you obey, whether a sea leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. Paraphrasing this is this. How do you know that? What you give yourself to, you become. That's been meditating in that last couple of weeks. You could use that in your life if you want to retrain or re-educate yourself. But if you get what you give yourself to, you become. 
you give yourself to the word and to relationship, it's an automatic God-given promise that you will become what you've given yourself to. Or, if you like, a mixed kebab with chili, garlic and salad on a Saturday night with a garlic chip, liters of coke, don't stand in the mirror four months later and rebuke the spirit of fat round your waist because it doesn't exist. We reap what we sow. That really resonated with somebody down there. And you cannot say you've got a scripture saying that God says you will eat the fat of the land. There is good fat. There are so many things out there, folks. I notice even more in my job. And somebody had said there was a car sticker once, which wasn't true. It says, if you're, if you're not stressed out, you're not paying attention. There are so many things out there that are designed and created to distract your thoughts. I see it even more and more, probably now more, because every single thing in that world is designed to distract you, to go down the garden path. Satan doesn't care what you do. If you just go through life just chasing money, chasing success, chasing this, he doesn't care because you're no threat to him, to his kingdom. But he doesn't want you spending that time with Father. He doesn't want your mind being renewed. He doesn't want you to what you give yourself to. You become the very righteousness of God. You become a manifest son of God in this world. Knowing who you are in Christ, knowing what your dominion is, you heal the sick, you cast out devils, you preach the gospel, God confirms his word, you decimate his kingdom. But whenever we, that world out there just wants to distract you from the silliest wee thing, and I'm not saying things are wrong, but sometimes before you sit down to watch something or read something or do something, just get that wee thought and just sit and go, I'm always saying to Molly, be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today. There's a thing, and I've probably shared you before, that athletes you'd call deliberate practice. I know the worship team and different people and the kids that are coming up through practice their instruments, but there's a thing that athletes call deliberate practice where they would sit down and they will practice with the heart and the thought of, I will be better when I finish this than when I started. Whereas we could sit down and our heart's going, yeah, I'm gonna practice, and we practice for 10 or 15 minutes, and then when it doesn't go right, we just throw in the towel and give up. Their whole mindset, their whole thought life is completely turned around to basically go, I will be better here. And then they wipe out the excuse the end of the day. Proverbs 4.23, and it's funny when you go through the symptoms of anxiety, and as God is my witness, I hope I'm finishing here. Keep vigilant, watch over your heart, that's where life starts. Don't talk out of both, well, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. <laughs> Brilliant. Avoid, Carl asked me, what version do you want here? And I just thought of Pastor Karen, because she's a lovely wee Belfast twang. Have you not heard it? 
God took Karen from Bangor and put her into Belfast. And the odd, she was ministering the other week, and this wee bird came out, and my neck nearly broke. I turned around, I can't remember what it was. Don't talk, it was just worth saying that twice. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter. White lies and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. We can't lose for winning, church. We really can't lose for winning. But we cannot keep going. There was a, maybe you should teach it sometime. Where, and the kids will maybe understand it better we all were. I got up this morning thinking, Lord, as I get older, life is supposed to get simpler. But I had to plug in my headphones, I had to plug in my phone, and to plug in my iPad, and I'm going, this is really ridiculous. And if you want to see my headphones, Carl's got a picture, he's a laugh. I got myself a John McEnroe headband. Because as I was listening to stuff in bed, I couldn't turn around with the headphones. So it's actually a headband. It's a cloth headband. And it's Bluetooth. And um, I thought, Lord, life's supposed to be so much easier. And it just seems to be so much harder because there's so much stuff. I'll leave you this wee analogy because I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really, really good. The Bible says, the Word says, the Bible says, listen to this one. The analogy was this, and this is not a distraction, but it just meditated on this as well. You get it? Um, when you're desperate, you need a miracle. When you're in expectation, you receive the blessing. Now, if anybody wasn't paying attention there, that is a tomahawk steak from the word of the Most High God. And if you don't know what a tomahawk steak is, look one up. God doesn't want us to walk from miracle to miracle. Miracle to miracle is desperation, which means we don't have our mind renewed to who we are and what we have. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're only here today and you're not saved and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come and talk to us. But if we're confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the only part of us that God didn't renew, he renewed our spirit when we got saved. He didn't, he told us to renew our minds. It's up to us to change our thinking. And the teaching was return to to factory settings. The original intent in the garden where we have dominion over all things. Return to factory settings. So, the last scripture here, folks. Matthew six thirty four. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And there was, when I looked that up, there was an, an interesting wee insert that said, there are two days you do not get concerned about. Yesterday, because you can't live in the past, and tomorrow, because you can't walk in the future. You must be doing, I must be doing something right, because there's a lot of scribbling going on, unless Carl's writing down what she needs a little on the way home.
thought life, folks. That world out there is trying to take us our thought life. Like I said before, everything that I'm delivering now, it's, it's all about separating separating your money from your purse or your wallet. It's all advertising, it's all about this, it's all about that. It's distractions here, it's distractions there. Whereas when we're just truly renewed our mind to him and who we are, not saying that there won't be things that will distract us, and not saying that things won't come up against us, but we'll know how to deal with these things. Just talk with them, just spend time with them. Just enjoy them. And just because I'm here, you know, I truly love you all and it's awesome because I wear a uniform all week and lately I just like to work, be smart casual. And the one thing, which is not a contradiction, that various people have come up as soon as I walked in the last couple of weeks, go, are you ministering today? Because you're just presented yourself neat and tidy. And it was another teacher maybe maybe on identity. Because God looks at the inside, not on the outside. And when you take your thought life by by the hands with God's help of the Holy Spirit, He will change you from the inside and people will see what's in the outside, what you give yourself to you become. So folks be totally blessed today. Enjoy the sunny weather. I'm going to call the worship team up. They're doing such a good job. Aren't they, folks? Well, Rand thinks so, so is Pastor Karn. Maybe our thought life is going towards the Sunday lunch. Worship team are up. Look, they just appear. I didn't even see them leave. That's how good they are. So just be blessed, folks. You are totally, totally blessed in this house. Do you not see a change in the house? I see changes all the time. Maybe it's the early start, which, which I know it didn't seem to go down well, but change does hurt a lot of the times. But it seems to have worked so well because I can't get you to get out. I can't get you to leave. If anybody here isn't saved, come and talk to us, talk to me, talk to Pastor Karen, the eldership, talk to anybody here. If anybody needs prayer for anything, or anybody here just needs a hug, because our arms are God's arms. And remember what I said, you're not insignificant. And the other way that works is stop trying to hide from God, because God sees you where you are. You might have an identity in your that you're not this. God does not make junk. And God has a destiny for you. And you can hide at the back. You can hide this. You can do that. You can do this. God sees you. Be blessed, church. Chris, thank you. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on